What up, everyone? Pat Mayo here on Daily Fantasy Sports. Picks and bets, the mix with an early preview for the 2021 Players Championship, which has to be yelled because you have to write it in all caps per the PGA Tour and the Players Championship. I don't know why that's the case. It just happens to be that way. DraftKings Sportsbook released the odds early. Um, don't look super bettable at the moment. Uh, we'll wait for the, some of these to mature just a little bit, but I want to talk to Ben Raza from Awesomeo.com about your initial impressions for him. Here are the odds coming at you. Dustin Johnson is the favorite, but he's 11-1. to 1. This is as far off like the 6-1, to 5-1 to 1 that we've been seeing from DJ recently. Then you got Rory Rom. Xander, 12, 14, 16. Brooks is 18. So is Webb Simpson. So is Justin Thomas. Then you have Bryson DeChambeau at 20. Vic and Cantley both at 22 to 1. Those are your top 10 favorites in the field for the players. And coming into the week, like I kind of said that I liked Webb and I like Patrick Cantley. I think these odds are going to be better for us to bet after the Arnold Palmer Invitational because they're not playing. So that's the big thing right off the bat. The guys you rattled off, basically all of them aren't in the field. So there's no risk that they win the event, uh, win API, and then their odds plummet. Cantley is the one that stuck out. Rory is the big one here. If Rory wins API, which would be detrimental to my betting card for API, but he pushes everyone down. The, like He goes to like 7-1 to one if he wins. No doubt, because he, he's, I guess, the defending champ. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, other than him, though, I think Rom's not that the odds are, I was like shocked. I think that's where he should be, but I've been kind of waiting for Rom to put it all together. Cantley is someone, he's been fantastic. I don't know exactly what, if he's, is he dealing with an injury or did he just not want to play? Uh, Obviously, he did not play uh, last week um, with Drew before it started. I don't know if he's dealing with an injury, but we know that he has these back problems uh, that he Mm -hmm. sustained like ages ago. And you rarely see him play back to back weeks as it is anyway. And I I think it would have been like back to back to back to back for him if he had played WGC. So I think he's just like, fuck it. You know, I don't need the money. I'm playing really well coming in. He was my pick to win last year at this event. He had such a good round one. I was like, I was feeling like he was going to win. So I like him at Pete Dye courses. Uh, I like him at shorter tracks like this. And I, I like him on Bermuda. So I like him a lot here. I think that we'll get a better number than 22 to one unless we keep talking about him now. Yeah, we should probably. Uh, yeah, no, it can't lay. He does everything that you want. Um, I, I have nothing bad to say about him in the odds. I mean, listen, this field, it's the players. So you're going to get uh, a ton of guys up here, world-class players, as we know. I, I want to see what he does. I will say Decky was scorching uh, this course before they canceled it, but I don't know if he's the same player. 28 to one is just not enough. If he was 35, 40 to one, I, I may take a closer look, but I think there's just more bang for your buck with Cantley, Finau at 25. Th- those guys are, are to me better values. Even just with the way that they're playing coming in, like someone like Paul Casey and Matthew Fitzpatrick, both at 45 to one. Like I don't hate that in theory, but like Webb and Cantley, like I said, were the two that really stuck out to me. And crazily enough, um, we spoke on the DraftKings show about Arnold Palmer Invitational. I talked about it with Jeff this week that why not Morikawa again? It feels like he's still being disrespected at this tournament. <laughs> I mean, the guy, yeah. If you're going to give me... 25 to one with what he's doing. Uh, it's a pretty fair price. I'm not, not going to lie. Like what, why uh, is, why is Xander 16 and Morikawa is 25? Well, I'm not the right person to ask that. I, I, I have no answers. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that next tier, uh, some of these guys are going to move up a little and, and you know, Rory's possibly a big mover, Hovland if he has a big week, but these other other guys are going to hold him pretty firm. One guy I wanted to ask you, you know, we don't know, of course, say Hatton plays poorly at API and he drifts to like, say where Berger is, 33, 35-ish. Would you have interest in buying back on him potentially? I think that Hatton either way is probably a good number. Like, I can't believe that he's 20. Like, he is, what, the number six player in the world? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the, 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 main, the, main re- the main reason that I was on Morikawa at WGC was simply he is a top 10 player in the world, and he is being ranked as, like, the 30th best player in this field. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I will blind bet him knowing that the irons are immaculate and maybe he can make some putts. And it turns out he made some putts and nothing else changed with his game. And he won by three over at the world's best field. Yeah. I mean, and it's with these guys, especially someone like that, uh, it doesn't take much. Um, so I, I see it. I do think I will probably play the angle with API. You know, there's a lot of water on these courses. It's high variance. If someone has an egregious blow up hole or something like that, I'll probably look to their odds and hope that the market overreacts off what I, I think is no deal, most likely. The same thing with Fitzpatrick. If he has a bad week at API, especially after being popular in terms of the betting market, I think that he's someone that you could potentially go with. Uh, I didn't see what his odds are as of yet. Let me scroll down here. Billy Ho at 50. Again, if he ends up missing the cup, Molinari is always someone who's live uh, at all Pete Dye courses and the Players' Championship. You're getting really nice odds on him, especially if he can come back in. He's 50 to 1 right now. Now, where is he though? Zelatoris at seventy isn't terrible either. Where the I'll hell? Say, where is he? I'm not, no, I'm still scrolling. Hundred to one. See, woo, Kim. Oh, the two-time potential. Oh, see, he's in the API field. I do want to bring one guy up that I may lock in earlier because I, I kind of think he could have potentially a good API, and his, his number will plummet. Fleetwood is sixty-six to one. Um, I still think the upside is there. Certainly, he's not playing the best he's ever played, but if he strings together some form here, I think that number will be long gone before they actually tee it up. So I'm just going over to Fantasy National just for the moment to check this out. So all current tour players, because we don't have the field loaded in because these odds just came out before we were recording this with the field in play. I'm going to set the parameters to past 24 rounds. And again, fantasynational.com slash Mayo if you want yourself the discount. Monday to Monday, starting uh, the week of the players, gets you through the master. So get that monthly deal in you, fantasynational.com slash Mayo. So past 24 rounds, I'm just going to click on Pete Dye courses and see who pops up. I bet you Cantlay's number one. Uh, yeah, that would make sense. He's quite good. Let's see. So this is all players, not just uh, in the field, all players on tour. Number one, Dustin Johnson, Bryson, Cantlay, Webb, and Adam Scott, a former player's winner. Rory is after that, a former player's winner. This one is super interesting. I hadn't even been considering him. I want to see how he played at WGC, not in the field at API. Oh, yeah, he kept chipping in from everywhere. How about Answer? Because this, like, tends to be a breakthrough <laughs> tournament for people. Yeah, yeah, Answer was chi- – I was keeping an eye on him a little. Uh, and he was 12th in 2019 here. I could see it. I, I'll be honest. I don't particularly, like, think of him when I think of the players, but he, – He's 80 to 1. Like, he's not a long yeah. – like, that's why I think that Morikawa is super live here is that – I guess the distinction, like when I talk to you about like 
Morikawa being sort of a Stenson type prototype, like he's not going to go bomb and gouge a course to death. And that's mm-hmm. always going to limit him at some places. Like his long irons need to be so good at those places. And he can do that because he strikes his long irons fucking incredibly. But someone like Hovland is like we said, like Rory, where he can just kind of go out overpower a play short course. Doesn't matter. Like his driving is so good that no course, almost like Rom and almost like DJ, he's in that tier of guys who are so good off the tee. Morikawa is in the Stenson and even Justin Thomas type tier with how their games go. Obviously that, Morikawa is not as good around the greens as Justin Thomas is, but like Patrick Reed in a certain way as well. Like there's certain guys that can just play longer courses well, despite the fact they don't drive the ball all that long. Answer seems like he's sort of like the minor league version of that. And you're get you can get him at 80 to one right now. That probably drifts even further by the time we get to Monday. Yeah, I don't see any reason why I would shorten to be to be honest. What about one <laughs> Corey Connors is 175 to one. I, I like that for him here. Like, I'm not saying he's going to win the players, but he's a pure ball striker. I think this is a pretty good course. Just looking at the guys that he's priced around, to me, he's he's the best bang for your buck uh, at that type of number. I don't think that's crazy to, to sprinkle. No, I think that he's significantly better than everyone else in this range. Like, he's down with Zach Johnson and Phil and Ryan Moore. Yeah. Like, Taylor Gooch has better odds to, like, what happened to Corey Connors? Like, it's not like he's playing poorly. No, not at all. Um, That's one I would jump on now in case he has a good API. Same. That number could cut in half easily. Uh, So there's a couple names, and obviously we could look to, you know, there'll be top 10s, top 5s, top 20s, everything you can imagine. But he's one guy that stuck out. I was pretty surprised just scrolling and seeing that number. Do you have any, like I said, answer in the 80 to 1 range? Like he's 80 to 1 now. He might drop to like 100 by the time this opens. But the other guys like in his like, little territory burns and homa are right there with him too but then you have like kisner and nah both guys who i think could win at the players like mr pete die is basically you got like webb you have Cantley, but like kisner is also another one of those guys oh no doubt um and yeah well kisner is in api uh don't really have a strong take on him there. I, I think clearly this is a better a better situation for him. We know he can get it done in strong fields. He's won a WGC. It was match play, but it doesn't at, matter. At a Pete um, Dye course. Yeah, there you go. So with his combo, irons putting, those are the type of guys you can look to. And we've seen that time and time again. God, now now you got me looking at like Kirk and Poulter is 120. Uh, yeah, there, there's some names to sort through, no doubt. But I think this is a pretty sweet spot, the 70, 80 to 1. You get some quality golfers in that range. You know who is someone that I don't want to say he turned a corner at the WGC, but he finally gained with his irons for the first time in ages and is a former player's winner. It feels like he's on his like last hurrah circuit. Cooch. Yeah, I mean, God, I just don't know where he's – if he's – got that level in them anymore um clearly we know pete die cooch i just i don't know exactly where he's at i would personally if you're talking about actually winning the tournament uh i think i would go to some of these more a little more volatile guys in the same range i can see that and he's not being priced appropriately for where i'd want to bet him like he's 100 to 1 right now i'd probably need him at 150 a 200 to 1 if i was going to take a shot on kuchar based on the form that he has right now so probably out on that but would you do you think that you would go with like a supreme ball striker over a supreme putter here knowing what the variance of this course kind of offers like we've seen sergio win here but you know we also saw jason day 
basically put the lights out to win as well. Yeah, I mean, you can always mask anything uh, with the putter. It's just we've seen time and time again, there's a lot of guys, you know, take out the top 10% of putters. There's a bunch of guys in a field that could always get hot with the putter, but the ball striking ability, keeping it out of the water, you know, you got to limit the blowups here. So I trust, I mean, that's why I was drawn to Corey Connors. I know that his ball striking is significantly better than everyone else in that range. Will he putt? I have no idea, but it's worth the risk uh, if you're going to get odds like that. I said, I really enjoy Paul Casey, especially if he misses the cut at API. He's 45 to one right now. I think those odds plummet to like 60 to one if he misses the cut, potentially longer. Yeah, he could be with Sergio Fleetwood, uh, yeah. Rose, those types. So a lot, a lot will depend on what these guys do. I'm not overly worried about how they perform, but I think that people will overreact to a big showing or a miscut at a course that, you know, Bay Hill is a pretty easy cut to make. Agreed. And let's see, non-American, you know, let's see, European, American, Korean, Australian, American, German, Tiger, Tiger, or Tiger, then Kuchar, American, American, South Korean, South African, a lot of international flavor, like when Stephen Ames, fake Canadian one. Yeah, I mean, these courses, uh, API is like that too. A lot of, a lot of guys, uh, international have success here. And I think that makes sense, you know, avoiding hazards, ball striking. If it's windy, they can handle that. So there's something to that, no doubt. For sure. All right. So early lean, best odds on the board, Corey Connors, 175 to one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think for, for a bomb, it's definitely him for me though, of all the guys, I, I think that can't lay at 22 to one it is a very solid pick. He's playing tremendous golf. I think people not really thinking about him because he's taking a little break here. I expect him to pick up where he left off. Yeah, and we didn't even really mention Berger and Reed and like that kind of guy. They're in the 30s, but I just want to see what those numbers do. Like Webb and Cantley are like my first instinctive leans, and I don't mind their numbers at 18. I was really hoping for a much better number on Webb. I'm just not getting it. But 22 for Cantley, I would probably bet that, but I don't think that there's a reason to bet it right now in case we get a better number. Yeah, that's fair. I think you got to have to separate guys that you may want to lock in right now and guys that you may wait and they could drift into numbers that you're willing to get. And if you miss them, you miss them. Uh, Fleetwood's kind of like that for me. I, I, I'm willing to possibly lock him in, but you could also, if you're not sold, you could wait and hope that he doesn't play well again and you're going to get a really good number. But then I wonder where his game is actually at. All right. Ben Raza. Awesomeo.com. Follow him on Twitter at JazzRazDFS. You can check him out on the Players' Championship. DraftKings preview show with Rick Gaiman coming next week. And we're doing March Madness, too. Busy time, but a great time. Uh, cannot wait for, for both of those things. All right, everyone, give me your smash of the like button. Tell me in the comment section your early lean for the Players' Championship or the players that when you go on to DraftKings Sportsbook that you see that you think are bettable odds right now that you don't want to wait. Maybe that's a good way to put it. So anyway, uh, please subscribe to Daily Fantasy Sports. Pick some bets. The Mix on, well, wherever you download podcasts. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review five stars. That helps out this program a lot. Tomorrow on this feed is going to be my one and done breakdown for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And then you got like NASCAR, UFC, eSports, all of the other quick hitting sports that you might want to get in on later on in the week. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>